0: From PRX.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster. I don't I don't have the whole world in my hand, or I don't think I could, like, I couldn't even fit it in there. Uh, but I got a bunch of swirl. Like, if I had a, a business, it would be, I've got, got, like, a bunch of meandering swirls in a can. And I'm going to let them out and uh, help you, you know, swirly meanders. Uh, it to put you to sleep and sometimes i say stuff doesn't even make any sense and why is that well it's time for the podcast uh what if i had churls in my hand you'd say what's a churl i'd say well you know what it is it's time for sleep with me the podcast puts you to sleep and if you're a regular listener if you could pay attention through the credits because uh, these are the ways we keep the show free and a going all right, but Scoots here. And, you know, you've heard these messages. I'm here to talk to you about, you know, what makes uh, things like sleep with me possible, stuff outside of the box. And that's our democracy and represent us. And I don't know about you, but does it really feel like our leaders are responsive uh, to our needs uh, right now? Does it feel like things are running smoothly? Because if you don't feel like that, it's okay. Uh, you're not alone. You know, there's a lot of people having the same experience, uh, wondering, hey, is there something we can do to fix this? And here's the thing. There are things we can do right now to get things back on track. This podcast is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. It's a group of shows, hosts, and networks. We're banding together to try to make things better. And we're working with a grassroots nonpartisan organization, Represent Us and You. So all you need to do is go to represent.us slash podcast and get more info on how you can get involved. Represent Us is the largest Grassroots organization working city by city and state by state to pass laws that protect democracy and improve it. You know, we need a system that works for the American people, not just special interests. So go to represent.us slash podcast and join the movement today. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. It's time for the Sleepy Supporter Zone. I want to thank Gail, Allison, Sarah, Jessica, and JR uh for supporting uh, uh sponsor quip they went to getquip.com slash sleep and signed up they shared about it online they're all enjoying their quips uh just like i am i just got my new refill pack in the mail it still have i've still procrastinated i got to change my brush head out but uh thanks for supporting the sponsors i really really appreciate it getquip.com slash sleep uh, hey, everybody. I don't know if you've checked out any of our live shows yet. You know what our live shows kind of people chill, they fall asleep, they watch kind of what it's like to have a slightly more interesting version of the podcast or very similar. Uh, so some people are engaged. So if you want to check out our live shows, I got tickets uh, for our June show up, but I also got big news about Podex runs from May 31st to June 2nd in Nashville. And not only am be doing a sleep with me live show, I'm going to be on a bunch of panels there. And, you know, everybody's favorite podcast producer, podcast host, uh, Stephen Ray Morris. I'm going to be on See Jurassic Right uh, with Stephen. Uh, so you don't want to miss that either. You say, well, Jesus, I love Scoots. I love Stephen. I love Jurassic Park. Uh, I love the podcast." And you could get 10% off. Uh, uh, what does it say? You could get 10% off any ticket type by going to com slash sleep or entering the code sleep at checkout. And you could always find out more information at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash live show about all my appearances. Can't wait to see you there at, at PodX or here in Alameda. Thanks. Oh, Mystery Bard, a lot of people help out on this show. What about a little a little song, a little ditty about Chris that?
0: posty poster song. Sounds like a nearby. He and
1: Mr. Bart, I'm at Deer Scooter on Twitter and Instagram, that's where you can find me and by the way uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast whatever app you're using it's free to subscribe, it just means you get the episodes automatically delivered or you get an update when a new episode comes out make it a little bit easier on you if you like uh, and that's it, what do you say we get on with the show You know, things on your mind. So, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, either physical sensations or emotions bubbling up, uh, or both. uh, It's one of those things. It could be travel, whatever's keeping you awake. You know, travel, uh, crows, uh, not always, but uh, crowing, uh, you know, or uh, what are the other ones called? The the cockadoodle doers. You know, whether it's on the inside or the outside, how's that sound? Or, you know, for me, it's usually both. uh, You say, or the mysterious wake-ups, or not-so-mysterious ones. uh, Whatever, excuse me, like I'd like to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do, I got a safe place here. As I like to say on a regular basis, I smooth it, I pat it, I rub it down. I say safe place. I say BBD. BBD. How about this one? What if BBD, Biv DeVoe, went on tour with BB8? And, you know, I like to think about BB8 and BB88. Uh, Talk about Motown Philly being back again. You got more alliteration in there than you, than uh, like uh, if I knew how to define alliteration, I'd know what to do with. We'll we'll try to ponder that. Maybe we could get BB eight or Bill well, BB eighty eight. the one that actually comes into the studio uh, to talk. But wh- let's see. What what I'm gonna do is uh, I got that safe place, smoothed and padded down. And they, they, actually, that kind of those are references. that cover like three generations, maybe. You said, "Well, I don't know who BBD D is, Scooch." Uh, I remember my dad wore BVDs. ds no, doesn't have any. I remember those ads too. Uh, Anyway, okay, so I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, uh, whatever whatever that was. That was a natural one because I was trying to think of something. I don't know if that's considered like a, a mutter or a stutter. Like A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S, so it'd probably be something in between a mutter and a stutter. So a nutter? No, L M N O utter. Maybe L M N O P putter. Yeah, I guess it was a putter. I was puttering, puttering around, puttering around with my words. qu quarter, quarter, quarter. I mean, my mind is quartered. Believe me. QRS, rudder, T, UV, oh wait, uh, no, QRS, uh, uh, okay, so uh, sorry, I got distracted there, let me use extra words, let me go off topic, uh, now if you're new, you might already be saying, and this is legitimate, you have a cause to say this, what in the heck is uh, going on here, what is this person talking about, so let me give you a couple pieces of information One, this kind of podcast is not, again, everybody's, every word's got to have a definition. You this, I I would say passively, this podcast is best passively consumed, but it's best consumed somewhere between passively and actively. Uh, like when you're chilling, you say, well, I'm not passive, but I'm not active. I'm, I'm chilling. You know, people used to chillax. Uh, I think that was invented by, uh like Judd Apatow and, uh, Seth Rogen, uh, like, uh, a couple other people whose names escape me because I, my mind just blanked. Uh, so, but, but, um, where was I? Like, man, I, sometimes I get so lost in my own thoughts. Uh, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here. Oh, if you're new, well, the podcast doesn't make any sense and neither do I. Uh, so kind of look at it like, uh, you're saying, huh, what is that? Uh, and then I'll tell you the structure of the show. So then you have another piece of information. The show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep it free for everybody. Is the people that choose to 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 to, to take action. Uh, they help it keep us free for everybody. That's a great system. huh? Then there's an the intro. Now the intro is around 12 to 13 to 14 to 15 to 11 to 17 to 16 minutes or so of me just puttering around. And you'd say, are you going to get to the point? Well, i kind of puttering, I think. You don't really hear, like, like, the only things you hear about puttering are old-fashioned cars in, on, in cartoons and characters in cartoons. And I guess you'd say a putter is like a car that goes putter, 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 putter. That's a good name for a, 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 a pet, too. We had Pitter and Patter, remember? Regular listeners will remember Or note that I like to encourage people to name their pets, uh, it seems like I'm always naming pets that are like purchased at the same time or imaginary twin pets. So I said, if you have two pets, you could name them Pitter and Patter. Now let's just say, for example, you had uh, two kitties, uh, are those what they're called? Kittens, uh, and they were named Pitter and Patter or, you know, bunny, yeah, let's say bunnies, uh. And then you got a third, maybe a couple years later, name it Putter. And actually, Putter's the name of a character, one of my, on on the movie, Billy Jean. So that's also cool. Uh, So where was I? Okay, so I went off. Oh, I just putter around. That's what I was saying. So that's the intro, where I kind of try to explain what the podcast is. Most listeners use it to ease into bedtime as they get ready for bed or as they're in bed, like getting ready to drift off. It's different every time, but it's familiar because they say, okay, here's what I, am re- a regular listener. I listen to 680 episodes of Sleep With Me. Here's what I know that is going to happen in the intro. Scoots is going to talk. He's going to try to explain what the podcast is. He's going to use the words lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, and pointless meanders. He's going to send his voice across the deep, dark night. And he, like, he'll get a, he'll putter, I guess I never called it that before, but he'll putter around. And then the, the episode may start and I may drift off. Tonight we'll be talking about, so that's the intro. And if you're new, you could say, when the heck is the Game of Thrones stuff going to start? Or when are you going to, and I say, well, it takes a while, you know, just like getting into bed. I want to get you comfortable. I want to get you. I want to have give you time to get cozy. Now, some a few percentage. I can't remember what it is. Like two or three percent of people just skip. They start the episode at like eighteen or twenty minutes, and if you do that, there'll be some business uh, between the intro and the show. Then we'll be talking about Game of Thrones. But if you don't watch Game of Thrones, or you're not, you say, "Well, I'm not so sure about that." uh, Don't worry. I'll, I'll be talking in most meandering indirect way about everything. Uh, then we'll talk about some factoids that may have come up in the episode or that I'm curious about. Then we'll talk to Tom and Pounce. Then we'll have Parade of Old Gods and the New. Uh, so, and then we'll have some thank yous. So, so that's the structure of the show. If you're new, also a couple of things. You don't need to listen to this podcast. This is the only podcast you, you don't have to pay attention to you don't have to pay attention to, or you don't, like, you don't have to listen. You could say, well, I'm, I'm going to turn you down to a mutter, like a more, I, I prefer a mutter over a putter, and I'm, you know, your stutter. And would say, okay, go go ahead and turn it down a little if that works for you. Uh, but I'm going to be here to uh, help me be here to keep you company, you know, whether you like a mutter or putter, or you say, well, okay, and I've had enough of your stutters. Uh, and so that's the structure of the show. Oh, you don't need to listen to me. And there's no pressure to fall asleep. The reason the shows are over an hour, uh, for the most part, is because I want to give you plenty of time, so there's no pressure. I'm going to be here till the end, so you can kind of say, well, I, I don't know if I'm ready to fall asleep. Uh, maybe I'm just going to listen for a little while, and let Scoots keep me company, and I'd say, that's fine. Just drift off at your leisure. That's the way the show works. Uh you fall asleep whenever you want. Maybe you don't even ideally you don't even know it. You're listening to me. You're wondering if uh I'm gonna go back to pitter and patter and putter. And that would you that would like uh we need a character potter, pet, spitter, patter and putter. Uh and we need another word that we're like uh potter putter, pitter patter putter, potter prodigiously put pat spitter and putter and patter. Uh ponder. Pondering, puttering, (laughs) pondering, putter, prodigiously padding, pitter and patter and putter. Or you could just say pitter-patter, putter, pitter-patter and putter. Maybe that's not quite a tongue twister, but ideally the podcast is a bit of a mind twist, you know, a a mind twister. Or whatever, not not a mind, I say that sounds a little bit, I say, yeah, more like a mind meander. So that's the structure show, that's what to expect. you can also expect me maybe in another episode to talk to BB8 and BBd, and see if we could get them to get 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 working together. Uh, but yeah, that's all. I mean, I guess that's basically it. Like and the reason I make the show, the reason I'm here is because I want to. I, I I've always wanted someone when I when I couldn't sleep and when I can't sleep. Uh, I really just want someone to say, "Hey, that's that stinks." Uh, I can see can't sleep there. How about if I sit here and tell you a little story? How about I, if I just keep you company and try to take your mind off stuff? Because I really th- think you deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, you deserve a nice place to rest and, and get comfortable. And I don't know what else I could do, but I could sit here and keep you company and tell you a little story about a TV show I watch. And you say, well, what's the TV show? Well, Game of Thrones. Oof, that's, uh, that's, that sounds too exciting. Uh, well, not when I talk about it. More, 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 I call it game of drones, and really, I just drone on. I mean, if you're if you're ever curious about, uh, you know, me not like a TV show, and it, like if you if you ever had the experience of watching a movie, and then not watching it for twenty years, and then twenty years later watching it again, and you say, Did "I watched that movie," that's kind of like when I talk about the TV show. If you see it after I talk about it or before, you'd say, Scoots, you were watching the same episode as me? I mean, the only time I thought uh, thought of that was when you talked about uh, all of the jawlines on all of the characters of the show. I mean, I I definitely noticed, uh, well, I guess everyone has a jawline in some sense. uh, So, are you sure you were watching Game of Thrones, Scoots? You weren't watching, like, a, a channel where nothing was on. Nope, that was Game of Thrones, uh, Season 8, maybe. May, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Or I watched it four times. Oh, wow, you watched the episode more than once. It sounded like you maybe barely, like, are you sure you didn't watch it, like, on an airplane, on someone's airplane TV, like, four rows in front of you without any audio? Yeah, no, I watched it, yeah. Oh, good. Well, I guess it's working then, 'cause it put me right to sleep. Uh, so that's the show. I, I, I'm here to keep you company. Take your mind off stuff as you drift off. I'm glad you're here. Give it a few tries if you're new. That's what almost everyone says. Uh, here's the thing. I really want to help you fall asleep. It's that simple. I believe you. Like I said, you, you deserve it. You deserve it. You need it. You know, you you need your sleep, uh, and I want you to get it. Uh, if it doesn't work for you. I'm sorry, you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you to check out some other stuff. Uh, But really, that's it. I'm I'm glad you're here. And I work very hard. I yearn strive, and I hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, Thanks for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep the show uh, going. All right, everybody, it's Scoots here. I'm talking about Sleep With Me Plus. If you haven't checked out a trial, you know, there's a seven-day trial at all levels at Sleep With Me Plus. You go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus, sign up. You know, cancel in six days uh, before your trial renews. But I want to talk about an email I get uh, somewhat often. It kind of goes like a little bit like this. So maybe you can relate to this email. You know, Scoots, I love this podcast. I've been listening to it for years. It has changed my life. It has changed how I sleep. I know most people love listening to this ad-supported version. They listen linearly, and they wind down during the intro. They fall asleep during the story. But, Scoots, I'm different. I love the show, man. But the thing is, I, I listen all night long and, you know, just transitions between the shows and the ads or, oh man, it, like with supporter zone, I fall asleep early during the intro and then the, I hear the supporter zone or some, the, the sponsors between the story or I'm a musician. So here in the mystery Bard sing, and I want you to know, yeah, I see you. You love the podcast. It's had this powerful impact. I'm putting you to sleep. You consider that priceless, right? That's what we designed Sleep With Me Plus for, for all those people, people that listen all night, people that just want the intros, people that just want the stories, musicians who don't want any music. They get that story only feed. People that don't want to hear the supporter zone. They don't want to hear the ads. They don't want to hear the thank yous at the end. You just want one specific show, a lot of it, whether it's Bake Off or TNG or the store, certain stories. You want exclusive content. All those people are a little bit different. And that's what we finally have been able to offer with Sleep With Me. Me plus is for those of you that say, I love this show, but I could, I, could, I could use a little bit more of this or a little bit less of this. So get over there. Sleep me plus was made for you. We've been waiting 10 years to be able to do this for you. So you could sign up and again, test it out first. Uh, it works in almost every podcast app, even on Spotify. And you could sign up at slash plus, slash plus and check it out. Thanks. Uh, hey everybody, it's uh, Scoots here, and uh, we're talking about Season uh, 8, Episode 5 of Game of Thrones, The Bells, and I'm just uh, firing up the old Roosbolt, let's just say Roosbolt and fantasy fiction machine, uh, kind of, because we we're, uh, what was that? I don't even remember what that machine did. This is more of an interesting thing, to get, get, we're, we're really solving a mystery this week. Uh, but f- before we get to it, there's a recap. Almost everything was from season seven, I believe, or season eight, excuse me, wrong season. Uh, except for some of the chatter uh, that Danny's hearing, I think, in the last scene and, and her, like uh, or, or the talking in her head, uh, which may have been from every season. I, I, didn't, I, I mean, sure, you can find a break, great breakdown of that. Or if that was from an episode, I'm not even sure. I don't know if that was like... That would be interesting. I'm sure people are talking about this. You could check out any of the Game of Thrones podcasts or a ton of writing about it, uh, which I have never done before this season, but now I've been consuming a lot of that stuff uh, uh, just because they say, well, it's the last season. i got to make the most of it, uh, make the toast of it, as Scoot says. Uh, But yeah, so I'd I'd look that up uh, to see... Cause I'll find out after, but I don't want to do, I don't consume anything before I record. But yeah, I don't know if that was, uh, from an episode or, or that was like a previously on where the audio was from one place and the video was or the, uh, the film was from another place. And then we start with the opening credits, which I mean, I gotta be honest, I'm looking, I'm really interested in What the credits next week are going to be like, uh, uh, but it's pretty much the same, except I noticed there's the pyres from, uh, Winterfell and I said, was that their last episode or not? And Winterfell is, uh, still not in good shape. Again, I don't know if that was just from last episode two or not. Uh, and a lot of people, I get a lot of fan reaction from as soon as this episode ended airing of, uh, oh boy scoots, uh, it, it, but w- little did everybody know I was already on the case here and I think I can really settle a lot of things of people kind of saying what in the heck, uh, we covered a little bit. I mean, so we talked about season eight, episode three, kind of having a strong similarity to this eighties ski comedy. And again, sometimes this is like direct influences. Sometimes it's indirect influence, and sometimes it's just collective, like the uh, shifting sands of the collective unconscious. I don't know if anyone ever said that, but uh, like I don't know if and like I don't know if Game of Thrones was influenced by this or not. And I did it. You know, I do these. Well, anyway, I have connections, and not good connections, but I do have a lot of connections of people with interesting tastes. And I went to the screening that people were saying this is gonna. Do you think this is gonna be? No, no. At the time, no one knew this. I didn't have anybody that had anything from Game of Thrones, but uh, they said I got this Italian, uh, like like uh, like a a team of uh, animation live action filmmakers, and they kind of like make these uh, in Italy. They're making these Miyazaki style. I don't know. Like uh, this is an underground movie, and the reason I say that is because it's based on a lot of different IPs, uh, intellectual property, and that's why it's not like a like hasn't been released. Plus, it's pretty avant-garde. But they said the people that reached out to me said I feel like this is like a Game of Thrones episode. It's like like uh, they after I did that one about the '80s movie, and it didn't have subtitles, and it was in Japan, I mean, it was in Italian. In in some Japanese, but like, uh, it, uh, no, so I, and I didn't have anybody like, uh, that was interpreting it or anything for me and it was only able to see the movie once, but I did bring my notebook. So like, it makes it a little bit easier that it ended up, uh, I saw this movie and then I saw the episode of Game of Thrones and it was very much, uh, like it was so similar. And I think that's, like, where you say, okay, was there, like, uh, how did this movie happen when it's almost exactly, like, again, just like the 80s movie, shot for shot, nearly shot for shot, like, uh, I mean, different than the episode, uh, The Bells, uh, but not that different characters, uh, everything. And the plot of the, uh, the movie, uh. Which again, I was trying to say, they said, well, you can't really put it in English, but it was basically, it had a nicer title, uh, but it was like Flowers in the Attic 2 was what I kept calling it. And they say, no, Scoots, it's not like, uh, that's not exactly it. Uh, so there's this movie called Flowers in the Attic, also a book. Uh, then there's a lot of stories where kids go through the wardrobe. But like I don't think this was like exactly like, like a C.S. Lewis uh, But so this movie, I'm just trying to give you the backstory of the movie. It's profoundly influenced by the movie Flowers in the Attic, uh, but not a direct reboot or sequel, but it is uh, a sequel in some sense, because then it also mashes up with, uh, I don't know, fantastical elements that you might see in a Miyazaki movie and stuff uh, that you might see in a movie based on a C.S. Lewis book, but not exactly. We're just the characters, of the family, kids, like, uh, I don't know. You'll see as I kind of flush it out. You think there was one more, one or two. Oh, uh, what's that Disney one? Uh, Fantasia. Uh, so a lot going on. So I'll run through the movie as I like took these notes. Uh, it opened, oh, that was, a, I already said that. So like, and again, I don't know the characters' names in the movies cause it like, uh, but it opens with Varys, uh, who in the movie kind of plays this uncle figure. And oh, it's because this movie's about these gardens, but you'll see that he's writing about the true true, uh, heir to the garden. Uh, he's writing this note a letter about the gar- the gardens and the keeper of the gardens Or in the, in the, then a child comes in who's this little bird. And again, my retelling of it may be inaccurate. So if you've seen the movie, you're in a rare company of, uh, a handful of people, but, uh, But so the child comes in, she says like the garden, this is what I was able to pick up. The garden queen isn't sleeping. And Varys says, "Like Varys or whatever you want to call him in this, uh, says it was all worth it. Like Varys is a lover of growing things. Uh, He gives a serious look. uh, It is all worth it. Serious look. Uh, Then we see Tyrion watching out a window and Tyrion, you'll see, we'll get into like Tyrion, who Tyrion is in this movie, not the Tyrion from Game of Thrones, but I'm just using, cause it is just a str- eerie shot for shot remake. Uh, he's watching Jon Snow pull up on this duck pond, uh, and he's, he's got a serious look and now Jon Snow is one of the kids that went through the wardrobe into this world, uh. Uh, and and uh, Arya is another kid, but the other kids, Bran and uh, Sansa, even though they're not in this episode, they were part of it. Like, because just in case, there's another version of the movie that corresponds to next week. Uh, so Jon Snow and Varys, Varys is waiting for Jon Snow. So they start talking. Off, oh, they off board. They they come across this. They were uh, on a like a robot in a duck pond. And they talk about that Verus is basically like, you could be the king of the gardens, Jon Snow. And he kind of uses a little bit of a patriarchy kind of angle. And oh, what does this say? John kids through almanac uh, story. I don't know what that means. Oh, John is one of the kids who went through the armoire. But he could be the garden king, Varys says. Uh, patriarchy rules. Uh, he says, you might be a right ruler. And he says, uh, I know you know you could be the garden king. And he also says, what I tell you now is true. And Jon Snow wants nothing to do with the leadership. Uh, so we kind of realize that this is a very much like the episode. He says, she's my queen. And he says, bye. You know, like, back boy, bye. And Tyrion's watching. He knows what's happening. You know, he was uh, he's a smart guy. And he goes into another room, he says, your grace, he walks in, and this is where we start to see the parallels between the movie Flowers in the Attic in this. And if you haven't seen the movie Flowers in the Attic, don't, uh, because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a movie about these uh, these twins, very much, again, like Jamie and Circe that are uh, a brother and sister, they're older, like 20 years old or something. Uh, they're also, I don't know if in the movie they're in love, but because they have been so influenced by Jamie and Cersei and they're watching their siblings, which in this was Tyrion. And well, I don't know, was there another Lannister? I, I can't even remember anymore. Yeah, but so d- it doesn't matter in this case. And they're, they live in the, in the movie, the flowers in the attic, they live in a mansion, but they can only stay in the attic. Uh, and their mom's going through something, but she's kind of also, like, very much like Tar- Targaryens. Their mother and their grandmother are very much like Targaryens, even though they're Lannisters. Oh, boy, this really complicates trying to explain flowers in the attic, you know. Sleep podcast inside an Italian, like, anime. You know, this is complicated stuff. It's good for sleep, I guess. But uh, the reason I bring up flowers in the attic here is because even though Daenerys' character, which we'll call her Danny, in this, uh, in the movie, she's the self-proclaimed queen of dragons. Uh, I mean, no, no, that's the Game of Thrones. She, she's the queen of, of uh, fl- uh, fl- flowers, or gar- the garden queen. Uh, but they have this moment, because, uh, okay, so in the in the movie, the Italian movie that's Flowers in the Attic 2, like, really, the Targaryen, uh, the getting-carried-away targaryen really, like, in Flowers in the Attic was not, Danny's family, but, uh, the Lannisters, which I know is tough to follow. Uh, but as soon as we see a look on her face, it harkens back, uh, uh, to the mom and the grandmother in the movie Flowers in the Attic, which you say, wait a second, they were, cause again, this isn't about Game of Thrones. So, so but again, you're saying, uh, huh, she's got that same look, uh, which is a look of like, uh, like the, a door without hinges, I guess you'd say, as uh, a way to put it, like, uh, indirectly. So just her look, if you've seen Flowers in the Attic, as soon as you see D- D- Danny, even in the Game of Thrones or in this movie, she's the Queen of Gardens in the movie, though, you say, that's like the grandmother in uh, Flowers in the Attic, even though, so it's more like a filmic technique. And, you know, foreshadowing, no doubt about it, uh, okay, so flashback to looking flowers in the attic, uh, uh, they say the garden has been betrayed and she says, John Snow and he goes, no, Varys, uh, and she goes, no, 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 you told Sansa, or you heard this, he heard it from you, who heard it from Sansa, who heard it from John, rumors, uh, bothering me every day, just need some time, you know, to get away. And she goes, Spreading secrets because of Sansa. You got played, uh, dude, uh, by Sansa, who's not in this movie, but uh, she's one of the kids from The Wardrobe, which again, they're just influences different because they came to this world through a wardrobe. And they claim to be on the side of growing things and flowers everywhere in balance, uh, uh, the Stark kids who we'll call them in this, uh, and she, but the, now that she, she used to be the, the queen, she was the queen of the garden, right? But solely Daenerys is becoming a queen of flowers, uh, only, or maybe, I don't know, but she says, he says, my, my intentions were good. And he he says we all want a garden of growth, Uh, and she said that one of them says it doesn't matter now. No. Uh, Then there's another close-up. You see the parallels uh, with uh, again uh, flowers in the attic, uh, hingeless doors. Also, like people like uh, yeah, like uh, you just say okay, this isn't like Danny's not in a grounded state. I think we could say that. And maybe, like, like she's, I don't know. So then we go back to Varys, uh, who in this movie is writing letters. Again, very saying, it was saying, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't have wrote that down. Maybe he was writing in his diary. Uh, takes off his rings, which I think in the movie, like, uh, was symbolic of him knowing uh, that he was going to be off. But then Grey Worm comes. He's one of the garden guards in the mo- in this movie. And they go down to the beach by the duck pond and Danny, John and Tyrion are there. John's hands are behind his back. I think just standing. That's how he like to stand. And Tyrion says, it was me, man, to Varys. Uh, I told on you. And Varys says, well, I hope I was, I'm wrong that, uh, he goes, Well, look at, I mean, he doesn't say this, but we know his audience. You see, look at that, uh, don't you remember the movie Flowers in the Attic? Because Tyrion was one of the kids uh, that needed Flowers in the Attic anyway, or whatever the movie was. And I haven't seen the movie Flowers in the Attic ever in a clear-headed state. Either I was really young or I was like, a, like, a, like, and i never seen the movie straight through because it's just, uh, I don't know. So, I should probably stop referring to it too because uh, But so, let's see. Tyrion, he says it was me. This is is like how you get to this point. You say, okay, what's more sleepy? This episode of Game of Thrones or... You say, flowers. uh, Okay, so, hope I'm wrong. The children raised in worlds? What does that say? All children raised in worlds? I don't know what that means. Does that... My my handwriting is... uh, I hope I'm wrong. All children raised in worlds—I uh, mean, basically, everyone wants to ch- kids raised in a world with great growth and gardens. Uh, also, does, oh, oh, maybe this—I was saying that uh, these are all like kids that grew up, uh, like they came to this world as children. Even though they're adults, they're still acting like children. Uh, there's a nice arm touch in there. And then, uh, Danny says, Lord Varys, I, queen of, uh, the gar- garden queen, first of my name, breaker chains, you know, sentence you to be kissed by my giant goose. Uh, and she has this giant goose she rides, which is gross. Uh, don't get kissed by a goose. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty, uh, cause you see, I don't know where that beak's been. I don't like, uh. It's also symbolically there, like a sign of like that you have to leave. Like that people like uh, no longer when you've been kissed by a goose, they actually call you a goose kisser and you ha you can't you have to leave the area immediately. You can never return. And so he's kissed by varys is kissed by a goose and then it's like they ignore him. Uh, Danny, grey Worm. oh then Danny's like in in a room, grey worm's there. Yeah, they're kind of talking about Missandei, uh who like before the movie, so that was her best friend and her main and one of her main advisors that helped her kind of see the balance of uh weeds and flowers and other growing things. Uh, uh by one of the two twins. Uh oh yeah, so Masande uh the sister Okay, so to get back to the Lannisters, uh, in this case, uh, to make it easy to describe, uh, the Lannisters are Jamie and Cersei, who were the twins, and then Tyrion's one of the younger siblings. Uh, now, Cersei, she grew this giant, so she lives in the, still lives in the house where they lived, uh, by herself, like with her advisors and stuff. And I think, it, like, I don't know, this is just when the movie starts. Uh, and around her house, uh, this giant mansion is this giant garden. A lot of it is protected by what we would call weeds, uh, like thistles, prickers, uh, cactuses, uh, whatever, the other stuff, but like prickly stuff. Uh, also there's flowers in there, too. Uh, but on the outside, it just looks like it's a bunch of pricker bushes and stuff. Uh, what was my point there? Oh, like she, uh, she, uh, goose kissed. I mean, she is a different thing other than a goose, Who so kissed, uh, Masande, uh, who made her, like, she had to leave the, the gardens forever and go be an adult. I think, like, that's the other thing. If you get kissed by a goose, you have to go live a grown up life, even though you're a grown up, uh, Because the thing is, it's a garden of plenty. So as long as it's in balance, uh, which I guess none of them realize, they say, "Well, I'm an adult. I'm a kid in an adult's body. I don't know these scientific things." Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to put words in the characters' mouths now, Uh, but they're talking about Masande, who is now you know in the adult world. She left the kids to the world of the garden world, the garden realm. Uh, boy one of those but boy by one of those twins by the sister Jon snow comes in this is like 1630 in the, um hbo app there's a great amazing long pause and uh, then danny says didn't i tell you your sister's a blabbermouth? uh and she goes again no love around me only people worried about getting kissed by a goose uh and he says, I love you. You're my queen. Uh, queen of my garden. In the garden in my heart. And she says, Only a queen? He goes, Well, also technically you're my aunt, uh which again is convoluted because he, they came through the armoire. Uh, which makes me think of everybody in this whole episode, some I mean the whole series is somehow related because she's like uh, anyway, but she there's this great whisper. She says, Alright then, after uh he won't kiss his aunt. Uh, they put iron whisper. Her whisper is like, uh, like, uh, iron level. Uh, and she says, let it be goose kisses. Then, there are people worried about being kissed by the goose. Uh, then we're in the throne, former throne room. Uh, the gar- queen of the gardens or garden queen or whatever. Uh, you trying to talk to her. He says, uh, okay, well, again, we want to re- review this. Uh, even in other worlds, they, there's IPM, integrated management of uh, things that are good for growing things. And goes, we just happen to have the pleasure of being in that situation already, because the weeds are, are bal- you know, they're a place where things live that deal with the things that would mess up the flowers and the fruiting in the vegetable vegetabling, And he goes, you know, whose fault is it to, to, to be weeds? Uh, but meanwhile, you know, Danny's just in that, like not hundred percent present anymore in her understanding of the balance of gardens and growth. Uh, and she says, mercy is our strength. Uh, she goes for the future of gardens. Uh, you know, people shouldn't have to go through gardens and get pricked. This is pretty simple. Uh, or worry, you know, worry about ivies or anything. Uh, uh, so, oh, I put a long story here. For the future of gardens, I put a long story. So Cersei, I think I already explained this. Yeah, uh, here's my explanation. Sister Cersei in the mo- this movie has her own garden around the mansion, brick bushes and more. So Cersei's basically like, we're going to mow, we're going to weed every weed in the garden, starting with the garden around this mansion and this Cersei, because she's calling herself the queen of the gardens, too. And, you know, she's just this queen of weed, you know, more like queen of weeds. uh, And a couple other things, people are like adult children or, you know, children, adult children, we'll just say, are living in all of this. And they actually have, like, so, like, here's the thing. I used, I've done a lot. When I was a kid, we used to spend a lot of time in pricker bushes. And so you might say, this is ridiculous. And we never did this exactly because we spent a lot of time there. But you learn where you could crawl through the pricker bushes without getting scraped. Uh, You just naturally learn that. Uh, Because we had an entire yard next to our house. uh, there was a backyard of our neighbors that was never trimmed to anything and it was 98% bricker bushes. And we still found a way to get through there and play in there and even like places like where you could live. I mean, we didn't, but we said, oh, when we move away from home, we're going to live in here. Uh, but if if you could, weren't there, what you would do is you'd attach bells uh, to the places where you could crawl through. And, uh, shake them. That's what they do in this movie, which he said is brilliant. Oh, if you hear a bell ring, head towards it. You'll know that's a safe spot to crawl through or maybe even walk through. And Tyrion says, well, how about this? If we decide, uh, we're not going to weed the gardens, uh, the bells are a sound of safety, uh, so we'll ring, we'll just ring all the bells and everybody will know, okay, gardens and the weeds are back in balance. And seriously, if I give up, because uh, she know, she has to, it's common sense. Uh, so that's where the bells kind of came from in this one. And also, there's like flower, be- like again, this is where it starts to get a little fantastical. There are flowers uh, in pricker bushes, and uh, you realize that they're like Fantasia. So they, they're not. It's a little bit. So it's more acceptable. They're still vegetative, but they walk around and stuff Because uh, you see they don't have eyes or uh mouths so we identify with them a little bit less uh, than something that's fully anthropomorphized uh also your oh and then or K- says uh, danny says uh, also your brother was br- busted he was trying to sneak back to your sister's house uh and she says next time you fail me." <laughs> be the last time you fail me say holy mackerel queen's comet queen cersei is getting all the kids behind the pricker bushes uh so we see her there oh a lot of kids are berry picking uh onion knight waits we see the onion knight that's uh what's his name uh it's nasa jora come on scoots uh, but one of my favorite characters who's, you know, my brain doesn't always work right. But, uh, so he's waiting, uh, for John and Tyrion and, uh, he says in the, in daybreak, uh, we're going to swoop in there and, uh, start pulling weeds. Uh, nobody's going to like it. I don't know what that says. John and Tyrion. Oh, an onion. Uh, uh, then we see the hound in the aria, and they're on a mission. They say, We're going to go in. We're just going to ask her to leave the house, and then the whole thing will be solved uh, uh, with Cersei. Uh, then Jamie goes to the. T- J- or Tyrion goes to see this Jamie character in the movie, exactly like the show. Uh, in a tent, 2330. Uh, before he goes into the tent, there's a brief uh, comic interlude. Uh, which, uh, with uh, just translations, so you could see that 2330 or something. And, uh, and then there's even, uh, w- then there's, you know, it was a brief comedy between Jamie and, uh, he says, how'd you, how'd they find you? He goes to my golden hand, dude, cause I'm not the brightest. Uh, I, he goes, I'm the looker, you know? And he goes, oh yeah, I forgot. He goes, yeah, you're just, he goes, I didn't realize you you weren't the, the brains, I'm the looks. Now they don't know about Ari and the Hound going to convince Cersei. So he says, "Go convince Cersei, you know, because we want, we need butterflies, we need weeds, we need birds, uh, we need grubs, uh, we need everything." he goes, do, "Do you even know about soil erosion?" And he goes, "I'm the looks, man, not the brains." He goes, uh, "He goes, no one." He goes, "Between Cersei and Danny, no one even believes that." Uh, you know, he goes. This is soil. He goes. This is soil erosion issue too. Water retention. He goes. Do you know anything about root He goes. I'm the looks. Uh, he goes. Sorry, I'm just going off on a tirade. That scoots planted. And this was what the move. So it's a little bit of a gardening message. He goes. Kids like also. Kids eat berries. Everybody eats the berries. Uh, Jamie says I give up. Uh, and then interior kind of comes up with a different. He goes. Go run away together. Uh, he goes. Go get your sister. And you're, you know, true love, uh, start a new life. Mo- go, he goes, yeah, I'll tell you where the armoire is. You could go back out through the armoire. There's a mansion on that side too. And he says, you could start a new life there. Do it. Uh, he goes, but before you do ring all the bells, uh, so again, this was one point in the movie and actually a show I didn't quite get. I was like, uh, but if you're ringing the bells, like when it's not a hundred percent guaranteed, because he thought they were supposed to ring the bells uh, when they say, hey, we give up, uh, Cersei's gone. But he says, ring the bells no matter what kind of, I, I, that's how I took it. And he says, you're going to get in a lot of trouble with the of Gardens for this one. He goes, it'll be a fair trade. Uh, also, the numbers not change. So it goes from millions to thousands or something, but whatever. He says, uh, I owe you for, uh, he goes, dude, like we already been through a lot in that first movie. Uh, so." You, you helped me. You helped me deal with mom and grandma. You got me through it, and it's really a loving moment. He says, "I love you." He says, "I love you too." Uh, so, that's it. Then um, we see the duck pond uh, outside of uh, Cersei's house has this giant duck pond covering a lot of like fifty percent of the backside of the house. And, and in Raleigh's these Canadian geese, which always bug people that come to like, uh, they like so th- they're protective because they say no one's going to come bug this side of the geese pond with the geese there, no one's going to bug it like bother because the geese will bu- bug them. Uh, then we see a bunch of ki- kids or adult kids getting ready to defend the, the perker bushes with berries and stuff like that then we see the moving pricker bushes and stuff getting ready to defend things. Uh, and we see this cool, uh, Ari and Hound moment where they're rolling into the, they're already into the cat, like, uh, these weed gardens, I guess we could call them for shorthand, even though there's flowers and birds and everything in them. Like, oh, then Jamie comes in, he kind of ungloves his gold hand and tries to get it. Then we see the golden company who are, uh, Again, protect, they say we're here to protect the weeds, man. We can't, like, if they're just working there. So they actually believe in the cause of garden balance. They just believe in the, the, they say we're supposed to be here protecting this garden. And people are like, it's not a garden. It's just weed, overgrown weeds. Uh, And they say, you don't know what's on inside. Tons of birds and, you know, forest friends. So there's a showdown or a stare down with the people that work for the garden queen who are like the snow kids and the other kids that have gone through the wardrobe, uh, then the garden guards and then other kid- people like, uh, from other realms that uh, the garden queen has, uh, liberated, uh, now she liberated them from being, pe- being forced to work, uh, keeping gardens in balance. Like where she said she- they were getting work, working and not getting paid. Yeah, but that part gets kind of forgotten about. So we see all the other kids. Uh, everybody's getting ready. If you open her to the bells, call it off. Uh, oh, Tyrion again says to John, like, if you hear the bells, call it all off. Don't weed the whole garden, man. Can't do it because just still following. He says, I'm following orders of the queen, man. I think maybe it is a good idea. To at least weed away most of the um, stuff guarding the greater garden that Cersei's hiding behind. Uh, Tyrion and Onionite share a look, and then we see Cersei. She looks out from the house, like the big windows of the house over her whole garden, the garden part with the flowers and the like, trim you know, the, the um, landscaped garden and the weeds uh, protecting the landscaped garden. Close up a house is something. Two birds. What does that mean? Jamie tries uh, to get in. Oh, we see two nice birds. They kind of become a thematic thing. And one of the birds has a toy uh, in one of its things. Uh, and uh, they just kind of influence. Like uh, I don't know. They're kind of there to just tell like an a extra story of like a. The plight of two birds caught in the middle of this garden where everybody, every kid is acting like a kid. And instead of saying, let's just protect the balance of this whole thing, we hear a little tease of Reigns of Castamere because everybody tries to get in the house uh, once they know or once they suspect uh, this garden's about to get weeded. We, like, some of us are weeds, but some of us, like, are... Like a, like Bernie the butterfly might say, "Hey, I'm a caterpillar on the um, leaf of a weed." Yeah, uh, what about me? You know, then I say, "I hear you." That's like that's this is where this like really paid off, uh, and especially in Miyazaki styling. Uh, yeah, let's see, reigns Casimir, Circe, Tyrion. Oh, so uh, well, series of sh- like, there's a lot of shots of uh, facial reaction shots. And really strong acting, silent acting. I mean, in the animation, I guess it was not acting in what I was watching, but comparing it to the Game of Thrones episode. There's wind. We see the geese pond or the duck pond again. The geese are waiting. Uh, Then the wind kind of picks up one of the head geese. uh, There's uh, like, uh, there's even people in uh, swan boats down there, too. Uh, which I didn't notice originally. Yeah, kind of geese keepers or whatever. And what does that say? Birchers. Uh, Okay, so then, oh, so Euron. So Cersei's new boyfriend, Euron's down there in the geese boat. And he looks up. Now, Cersei, uh, she has that giant goose, right? Uh, And all of a sudden, we see her goose coming down. And then we hear this sound. And it's the sound of a friggin' a uh, mower, like a lawnmower, uh, which she had gone not just a spoiler, she had gone through the armoire, back to the modern world, got a lawnmower, then came back. Uh so obviously for a world that's never dealt with a lawnmower that's full of weeds and uh, flowers, uh the geese don't like that, so they fly away. Uh Euron jumps out of the swan boat and the swan boat gets lawn mowed. Neurons is in a duck geese spot, which is just like gross anyway. Uh, So the geese are gone. They fly away. Birchers. I don't know what that means. Uh, Oh, then we have a standoff uh, between the garden guards, uh, the the people from the armoire team, everybody. They're waiting against the Golden Company, who, again, like I said, the one dude, he's like. was a wit like what are the kids like original investors or something i don't know so they're waiting everybody looks uptight they're exchanging looks and then they start hearing sounds and they say what is that sound uh especially again in world that's never heard a lawnmower a lawnmower sound is uh distinctively out of place and especially like when you listen to it you know it makes the sound as it's going you say what is it doing even A gray worm steps forward, Uh, nobody likes it, Uh, runaby, it's a Howard rundown. Oh, the horses don't like the sound even, of course they don't, who would like the sound? I mean, I don't know, I, I, I mean, a human in our world, at a distance, lawn mowing sound to me, it's the right time of day is relaxing, you know, not, you know, not all the time or not too close Or to when I'm recording a podcast. Well, I don't have any lawn near me. Uh, so usually there's not much, going. anyway, uh, so horses don't like it. Uh, I don't know what runeby means. Oh, uh, mowing begins to commence. Uh, it's on. So, oh, running, they say, okay, let's, uh, I think this is when it starts. It says it's time to weed the gardens. Uh, yeah. So they start running towards the castle. As Cersei, like, just mows straight through a pricker bush. Like, it, like, it opens the door right into the, the greater garden. Oh, yeah. The dude from Harvard tries to run. Uh, he was the leader of the Golden Company. He says, what the heck? Uh, I don't even believe in this cause. uh and Grey says, uh, Grey se- sends him a goose's kiss. Carter of the week, uh, Carter of the week, uh, I don't know, it's time to weed the garden. So first just, oh, okay, So but they're very specific at first. They're, they're going after prickers, uh, thistles, and nettles, I forgot about them, cacti, which is oh, cacti. If you're going to even weed the cacti, I don't know, they're not even technically weeds, but they're weeding those things. And you say, okay, well, some of the flowers might get accidentally stepped on, and the birds will get away. Like, see, see, this isn't great, but okay, well, they're just gonna maybe this isn't, maybe there was more buildup. Like, maybe they're just going to weed away the prickers and the prickly things, and any eye, you know, itchy stuff, and... Then Cersei will leave the house, and every then they'll say, okay, now we'll restore the balance. Uh, I really am the keeper of the gardens, uh, the garden queen. I'm nothing like Cersei and Jaime and Tyrion's uh, grandmother and mother in the movie, the first movie that's so almost nearly unrelated to this. But, uh, uh, then we see Cersei sees everything, but she does not see. Like, she might see it with her eyes, but... Uh, her dissonance she's on full dissonance uh she hears but she does not hear i mean so she's looking at an empty garden or like a like a, a mowed swan boats and no geese and then uh watching a mower just mow through watching her garden get weeded i mean especially pricker bushes i mean this is like a serious mower you know Here's what does not here. Tyrion walks into the city like, holy cow, this is also Tyrion's from a lot of people's perspective, see, this is just a sloppy job too. You know, because if, you, if you're going to do it right, you wouldn't just mow a pricker bush, right? You'd, you'd trim it down and then dig it out. Uh, not just be mowing over it. It makes a big mess. Uh. So Tyrion walks through and it's just a mess. You see, well, these are just prickers mowed everywhere and trampling. Nothing's been done. He goes. You're supposed to do this with time, you know, to bail you. He says, "Oh boy, this is really rushed, botched job." Uh, Towards it, he walks into the city or towards it. I was wondering. Then we see Clegane and uh, uh, the housekeeper of the mansion, whose name is Clyburn. Yeah, and he says, "Your Grace to Cersei." Again, I'm watching this in Italian, so it's a good thing to have all these Game of Thrones names to throw around. Uh, he says, "I think," uh, and she she goes, "Don't worry, we got we're surrounded by pricker bushes." He goes, "There's no pricker bushes left." Uh, she goes, "I got those geese that hiss and bug people, and they even poop on people." And she goes, "He goes, there's no geese left," uh, and she goes, "There's nothing to worry about." Uh, and he goes, "Yes, your grace." Uh, then who will walk? Uh, I rate hands on Wednesday hands of Wednesday heart of weeds, a cool walk into the heart of the weeds, okay, okay, so we have like John onion Knight, and everybody, and they're doing some cool walking into the like heart of like the last weeds uh so they've been weeding a lot uh and there's this last group of kid adults that are do like defending the weeds with throwing berries and stuff like that uh. And swinging nettles and stuff like that, but they stop because they say, "Well, if you're gonna, it looks like you're about to weed out." It's a little bit of like a tense standoff, and then Tyrion's waiting for the bells to ring. Uh, Jamie's running. We don't really know where he's going. Yeah, uh, let's see. On walks. Oh no, he's not running. I said, "Dude, he's walking." I uh, put, "WTF?" Cersei's uh, waiting up in the mansion. Waits on uh, something. I can't read of France and press, and then uh, the giant goose lands like with the mower still running, but not open like so. Just the engines running, but it's not in gear, uh, facing everybody. But just hearing this giant goose, which can squawk uh, with the mower, so all the kids they say, forget it. We're not gonna go ahead. Take the garden. Get Cersei out of here. We're done. Uh, they say, let's, we'll just get out of this garden here and you can finish weeding it, I guess, or we'll weed it, whatever. Uh, and then there's reaction shots, uh, like a, a store stay shot, like a long shot of the sky shadow, oh, sky shot of the garden, and then Cersei, then Jamie, then Tyrion, come on, Tyrion's like, come on, ring the bells, man. Uh, then we cut to start getting close-ups of Daenerys, uh, the Queen of the Gardens, and we see, again, uh, if you, I guess it's only, I think they probably did something, if you, I guess it would, but if you see in the first flowers in the attic, you say, holy cow, that's that she is, like, uh, become one with the grandmother and the mother from that movie. The grandmother, I think, is the one. Uh, then we see Tyrion. Uh, hand, what does that say? Hound or hands? Uh, fox? Oh, like I think that's more of the goose. Uh, Daenerys. Then uh, we see a close up of her face again, uh, and then we see like real close ups of Cersei and Danny's faces. Uh, Cersei's mouth is open uh, one way, Tyrion's mouth is open another way, and uh, Danny's mouth is open another another way. Just good, good acting good animating in the movie i saw yeah so we go cersei danny cersei the bells Tyrion, the bells ring and then we see john do oh, whew, i can breathe here i'm watching it live right now but i don't know oh yeah then uh it's too late like uh he says john says i can breathe cersei closes her eyes i guess this is it uh I lost my attempts to be the queen of this garden. Uh, then we see De- De- Tyrion. Then we just notice that the bells are getting on Daenerys's ner- nerves. Where uh, you could just see by her a- the animating. She says these bells are making my ears bugging. My ears. Uh, stop the bells! And then she says, "Well, I'll just cover up the bells with the sound of the mower." And then she says, you know, I'll just mow all the, uh, it, cause she doesn't know where the the bells are in the, like, uh, in the garden. Uh, so she says, I'm just going to start mowing, uh, all the prick, like anything. She just starts mowing like, uh, she's just got bell overload. Right. And everybody realizes, uh, it's like, you're not even mowing in straight lines or, uh, Like, you see, especially with your mowing with a flying swan, it's just not a good idea. So Tyrion, we get a Tyrion, oh no look, then John oh no look, Uh, then a Grey Worm look that just says, uh, I loathe weeds, Uh, and anyone that support weeds, like, that Grey Worm is with Daenerys at this point of, like, let's just rid the world of all weeds, Uh, even at growing things, uh, that could be a weed. You know, you've seen this progression in regular humanity or in movies. You see, no, that could be a weed, too. You know, once that starts, uh, so then they say, cut it all down, man, everything. It's all weeds, or it could be hiding weeds. Uh, and Jen says, no, 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 you can't do that. Uh, and then we go through gray worm, uh, uh, like in slow-mo, just cutting uh, mostly weeds down, but some plants... Uh, yeah, this one we flo- the flowers are still like mostly safe, but then some flowers start getting cut down. Yeah, uh, then we see Danny mowing away. Then we see the city, getting mowed. I mean, or whatever the giant garden. Yeah, uh, uh, then we see Cersei looking at. Then a long shot. Yeah, then we see to t- Tyrion. Then we see the Unite t- telling like the kids that used to help with the garden say, "Hey, let's get out of here because." Uh, you know, you, like, when a bricker gets mowed, you could still get, but you know, he goes, let's go. So he's helping. We see more mowing. We see Jen, uh, Snow. There's, like, a shot of him from behind. It's, it's a little slow. He's slow walking. He's totally stunned. uh, like, he's going to be, be a double, be a double RF. And it's, like, uh, he's still kind of doing a little hero. He, they give him a little hero moment. Um, uh, then we see Danny, then a long mowing shot. Uh, is seriously, watching, she says to herself, maintain composure. Like you could feel her saying that to herself. Maintain proper posture and composure, even as your entire garden. Uh, I mean, for her, because she says, when I was a kid, I used to dream about getting out of this mansion and uh, having this garden be mine, protected. Uh, then we see. Uh, Jamie, oh, this is another WTF. All of a sudden Jamie's on the, the beach outside the goose pond, which that one I just said, and then I, I think he rang the bells, but I'm not sure. And believe me, I mean, it's still, this, that part had already passed, but, uh, somehow I'm behind the episode. Oh no, here's, no, no. Okay. Well, the part where the bells got rang, I'm like exactly with the episode right now, J- Jon Snow's slow walking. It gets am three minutes longer than the episode though, somehow. Uh, so then, uh, you're on. Oh, so you're on. So Jamie comes out of the duck pond and you're on Sarah. So Cersei's old new boyfriend, uh, and uh, Jamie says, great man. Like we both love Cersei. Let's go get her out of there. Uh, and he, he doesn't tell him about going through the armoire, but he was about to. And he goes, no, 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 man, I'm her boyfriend, period. He goes, I'm, I He goes, I have a goose to kiss you. And then she'll never, you know, then it's over. Uh, then all brings a goose house. Uh, uh, so then Jamie says, what about a thumb war for, for who gets kissed by a goose? Uh, you, you, something... Oh, Cersei's. Uh, she's still looking on, and uh, Caliberon says it's time to go. And she goes, "It's fine." And uh, then we see a tear on her eye. She goes, "No, no, no!" And he goes, "Yeah, let's go to Greg, Gregor, Greg, Greg. The Greg he goes. There's another place we could go. He he doesn't know about the Armoire. He knows about another place. Uh, that's totally safe. He says. Uh, and then we even see outside. Uh, that, they're, they're like, not only is Cersei using oil, now she's using propane, like, she has this propane hookup, uh, and her mower or something. Kind of like that's the wildfire in the um, uh, Game of Thrones episode. And this one it was a little bit different. Uh, that was built into the mower, a shot of the city. Then we see Jamie and Euron, and they go back and forth, they're playing Thumb War. But meanwhile, Uren has like a, a goose like under his shirt. So his goose reaches up and kisses Jamie. But Jamie turns his face so she actually gets kissed on the shoulder. And so technically, Jamie says that doesn't count as a, I wasn't kissed on the face by a goose. Uh, so they keep doing a thumb war. And meanwhile, you know, the, the goose is still trying to kiss Jamie. So Jamie again gets kissed on the shoulder again. But Jamie makes this move where he wins the thumb war, and then the goose kicks kisses Euron in the face. Uh, so Jamie says, "You lost the thumb war, and you got kissed on the face by a goose, dude." And your and Euron goes, "Well, I had you kissed twice by a goose. No one, you know, you, you're gonna Cersei's gonna smell the goose on you, dude." And he goes, "Well, I gotta go, you know, save my sister and my true love." Uh, bye. Yeah, go home, too many, w- okay, where is this, okay, no, I'm ahead of myself here, another king for you, off to my sister, He's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, I, I, I don't, he says, uh, I'm the man who had a go- goose uh, kiss Jamie Lannister's, both his shoulders, uh, or something like that, uh, I'm the man whose goose kissed Jamie Lannister, that's what he says, again, I think, because I don't speak Italian, uh, uh, so then we see again, maybe more of, uh, the mowing. Then we have the hound and Aria. The hound goes, listen, Aria, do you hear that mowing? There's too many weeds. There's too much, uh, he goes, uh, this whole, he goes, you know, what's next? Uh, she's going to mow the house down. And Aria goes, it's not possible to mow a house down. He goes, it is. That's why in the animated version, they made those attachments for the mower. And he goes. She's on a giant flying goose. Uh, go home and be with your family. Maybe go back through the Armora. I don't know. Uh, but don't stay here. Don't be like me. Because this isn't like the movie with King Louie. You don't want to be like you. You know. I don't want to. Be, you don't want to be like me. Uh, and she goes, huh? And she, then she goes. Maybe he's right. And she goes, Sandor. Thank you. And then let's see. Stars mowing going on. Maybe more mowing, uh, slow motion or something. And then we see is trying to leave with... Uh, now, one of her main uh, peeps, other than the housekeeper, is the, the old bellman, or the doorman, who, again, there's also this like, mash-up with this uh, uh, Mary Shelley book. I'll just put it that way. And so like, uh, his brother's a bit like a character from one of those books. Uh, even though he's like the, the, the doorman, the house, you know, and his hounds, brother, Sandor's brother, Gregor, and he goes, your grace, which is great. Uh, then there's other people that try to like, uh, meanwhile, the house is getting mowed at this point. Uh, says, Hello, big brother. So Granger waits, uh, no thanks. Oh, they tell Sir Gregor, uh, they say, hey, we're in control you, but Sir Gregor even knows, he says, the house is getting mowed, dude, uh, he doesn't speak at all, but, and again, it was in Italian anyway, but basically he says, no thanks, uh, Cersei says, I'm leaving then, uh, and then we have the showdown, which everybody's calling the, before this happened, the Clegane Bowl. After, I have no idea. Yeah, maybe they called it the Stair Dance or something. I don't know. Because they're going to have one-on-one uh, Yeah, thing. Foothold, yeah, I don't know what that says. Because uh, they bust out these nerfs, uh, n- like, n- like where they're trying to get nerf darts to stick on one another. Yeah, Cersei and Jamie are reunited back in the map room, uh, so back in the attic, uh, in, in this case, uh, in the show, in the map room, in the movie, in the attic, you say, holy cow, holy, deep meaning, uh, where it all happened, where brother and sister, uh, supported, you know, true love, uh, I mean, maybe, you know, don't get it, you know, as, don't get it to tw- but it is, uh, it's still true, true love, uh, or seems like it, A house was made of weeds because so even the ivy, I think that's what triggered, uh, uh, Danny was that the house is covered in ivy because you say why would someone mow a house? I say, good point. I forgot to mention the house is I- ivy covered, uh. So then, the Colgate Bowl is going on, which is basically like a Nerf competition, Nerf dart competition. And then you have Arya; she's trying to leave to get out of there, but like, it's like hard to find your way, like when there's mowing going on, and like weeding with propane weeding, and just just kind of uh, like mud, you know, mud, everything. It's all getting everything mowed. Even now, at this point, even the flowers are getting mowed. By like it's pure weed. Everything, you know, it's, it's like at this point, don't even leave the grass, uh, because Danny considers it, like people just have you know whatever you call it. I've never heard of this happening because it's so tedious. uh Weeding. No one ever says you really got carried away weeding. I guess they do. They say that wasn't a weed, that was a flower. Not now, like, wow, I was having so much fun weeding, I just couldn't stop. Uh, so, this is, you know, this is why it's fiction. And especially this avant-garde stuff. Uh, a poached shot worth having? No, that's not what that says. Yeah, let's see, everything getting mowed. Poached shot with hound. Uh, with having. Hay fever. Oh, so then Aria starts sneezing. Uh, that was one thing I noticed. Uh, oh, uh, parallel shots with the Hound and Aria. That's what that says. Uh, so basically, Aria's sneezing. She can't see because her eyes are watering because there's so much stuff in the air. And the Hound's getting pelted with Nerf darts from his brother. Yeah, uh, but then Aria gets help. A woman reaches out. She says with her daughter, she says, "Here's a tissue. Here's some tissue." uh, the hound kind of reaches uh, to, uh, the world of absurdity, uh, which I guess is kind of a way of kind of saying, huh, like, uh, like of commenting, maybe it's a meta commentary. I don't know. Cause he just starts laughing at the ridiculousness, uh, because everything's sticking to him. Nothing sticks to his brother. And he says, typical man, no Nerf darts stick to you because you sweat oil or something. Uh, so basically, he's covered in Nerf darts. His brother's actually pulling on the Nerf darts, uh, which can leave like Nerf dart hickey. And uh, he, he, so then, uh, let's see. She gets help. Here's a tissue. Hound goes absurdist. Then we see John, uh, John Snow. I, don't, I guess we just see John Snow, kind of reacting to all the mowing that's going on. More of the, um, propane wildfire in the uh, Game of Thrones show, uh, propane, uh, weeding going on, uh, let's see, starts a teeming Satharnan fallback, uh, and if, at some point John finally realizes, like, all of the people from my part of the, like, that came through the armoire with me, or from the world of the armoire, We should have never gotten involved with this other move. You know, he says, let's go back to the north. Uh, But everybody has weed fever. I guess you'd call it that, weed fever. You say, how did you, why did you weed everything? I call it weed, it's a bit like, remember when Scoots talked about getting spree fever? Uh, What's spree fever? Have you ever eaten like three sprees in a row? Uh, What's a spree? Kind of like it's a a sweet tart with a candy coating on it. Okay. And if you have too many in a row or sweet tarts or maybe even, um, other things like that, do you ever get feverish from having those in a row? Wow. That's, uh, so this is like that with weeding. You do so much weeding, you get, uh, you fever, you act feverish at least. Oh yeah. Cause John says, uh, fallback flowers are getting ruined too. At some point, even the weeders are going to get, uh, weeded. Yeah. Which we already start to see. Aria took a little nap. Uh, I think she sensed the hound was getting, you know, because of the parallel shots. Uh, Then we see even the bells, like uh, some of the bells start falling on Aria. Then as Aria runs, she thinks, I think I'm going to replot some of the, repot some of these plants uh, so they don't get mowed. But then as she, she drives, she runs and drops them. Uh, Cersei and Jaime, uh they realize that th- like th- th- this is like they're in the attic. Uh, they say, "Oh, we're going to sneak out this way." And they say, "Oh, we can't sneak out." Uh, so they ba- they sit back on their beds or whatever, and uh, they say, "Let's comfort one another because they hear the mower going and everything. You know, it's not easy. Cersei just lost, uh, every, you know, what she thought she had." and uh they say remember the good days in here we had just some good days uh we hear the song they think again and nothing they say jamie says nothing else matters so let's just be here together and comfort one another and then they get like uh proverbially per, per, proverbial. i can't say proverb proverb they get kissed by geese basically metaphorically kissed by geese uh as we hear rains, Casimir. Potted plants crying. I don't know what that means, uh, but I, I'm sure the potted plants were crying when they saw this. don't uh, you know, honestly, they stay forever. Potted plants crying. What else would it start with a P? I guess that is potted plants. I don't think so, though. But yeah, there's another shot. uh, after that is something, uh, oh, Aria, maybe she saw the plants that she dropped, uh, yeah, then Aria walking through what was once a garden, oh yeah, this is the end of the episode, so, it basically, after Jamie and Cersei get kissed proverbially by geese, uh, we see Aria walking through, like, so this is a post-garden scene here, no garden left, uh, no flowers, no weeds, uh, no grass, you know, but there's floating things in the air. Very, uh, very cinematic. Uh, she's walking through, you could say flowers no more, Gar- you know, garden no more. Uh, and then she sees this one swan standing there waiting for her, which is strange, you know, but it's the swan is covered in like, uh, grass and clumps of mud and stuff, uh, and she gets on the back of the swan, giant swan, by the way. Sorry about that. Uh, and the swan waddles off with her on it. Maybe it's a duck. I guess it probably it was a duck. Uh, now I'm thinking about a white duck. Probably, maybe not a swan because she put her hands around its neck. And uh, that concludes. Uh, that was the end of the movie. The credits rolled. It uh, is uh, like just faded out with Aria, or the character that to me represented Aria. So all in all, uh, it was, uh, it was like uh, a lot happened, I guess. And, uh, we got one more episode together. I don't know. Again, what will this week holds for me? Maybe somebody will call me and say, there's a part three, uh, flowers in the attic three, uh, you know, we, we's in the garden. I guess that was probably what it was called again. I, I didn't take the time to, uh, there's no recording a lot. Otherwise it would have taken rec- you know, recording of some of this stuff. Uh, but thanks everybody who let me into that screening and let me know about it so I could compare. And yeah, so that's a little bit about. Uh, we got plenty more go content here. We got time and Pounce. We got the brays old gods and the new. So I'm here uh, to keep you company. And yeah, don't worry, it'll be concluded uh, in a satisfactory way, just like this movie was. You know, you're riding away off to dreamland. Waddling off on the back of a swan, just like Aria did. Good night. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, welcome to a daily scheduled but surprisingly good and out of the blue. We're interrupting regular scheduled programming with some regularly scheduled programming. Here on K-Pounce Radio, the radio of best friends and cats and kids everywhere. K-Pounce Radio, the radio of best friendship. Uh, And now we present the adventures of the brave, of the courageous, and of the two of best friendship. Uh, The adventures of Tom and Pounce in the world of Noir Chardonnay. Uh, K-Pounce Radio. Ah, uh, yes, it was this Tommen here. Sir Tommen, as I was once known, now just Tarman, One name. Uh, here with my best friend, Sir Pounce, in my lap at this time. Behind my desk. A clock on the wall behind me. Not ticking because, again, I've, I've bought another clock to wind. But Sir Pounce is sitting here. And when we're in an office, when my phone rings, uh, now this is took a bit of explaining for me and then a bit of explaining for you because uh, a phone, uh, in your world, they try to limit my screen time when I'm Mikey, you see. I guess I would just say it's a communications device. It's a phone and it rings and someone says, uh, nothing i say hello uh, hello and they say is this is tom and then Pounce? and i say specifically this is tom and so Pounce is here in my lap though well, what could we do you for and they say i think i'm looking for you but i can't find you and i said oh okay what, what uh what, what do you what, huh, there's something familiar in your voice uh and they said yes there's something familiar in my voice uh they I said, what do you call yourself? Uh, you know who I am. You have me at a, dispos- a disposition. You have me. What, you, what do they? Uh, they call me Jesus. Uh, oh, Jesus. I like the sound of that. Uh, it's familiar but different. Uh, and where, where Where should we meet? Uh, well, I'm at the down and out cafe right now. What do you say you meet me here? Well, actually, I prefer not because, uh i've eaten there before and it's uh it's uh, it's subpar uh but what i could meet you at is uh someplace a little grittier there is a place where there used to be this new pastime here uh subpar golf it was indoor mini golf putting actually uh, but i think that's where we should meet it's no longer in business uh but Noir Chardonnay's working on a new business there, and so I have a key. So I'll meet you out back in the alley behind Subpar Golf, uh, okay? I'll see you then. And so we went, and uh, Subpounce and I, we headed out uh, to the city. The city known by a million names, uh, but it could be summarized in just one in a day. It was one of those hot, hot days in the city, hot in the summertime, humid, hazy, I'll say it, he- 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 heckalacious, uh, even, but Sabounce and I, we headed down to Subpar. We headed, uh, we actually headed in the front door because this was a move. I said, I don't want bounce I'd prefer uh, not to go, and then we opened up, uh, and then we closed the front door and put the blinds down. So no one would say, Could we come in and play uh, mini golf? Uh, that's actually how uh, so, uh, so Noir Chardonnay ended up purchasing it. Uh, I'd said, Oh, I would love to. What is this in here? Is this grass for me to lie on? And they said, We're no longer in business. And no, I get. And Noir Chardonnay said, Interesting. So he explained to me the whole thing. Put, putt It was uh, one what were. Uh, where does someone. Anyway, we went in there. I opened the back door and I let. I, as soon as. I, I was going to st- just cut to the chase, but when I opened the door, standing there in the doorway against the sun and sky, I'm not sure if I. To be honest, I wasn't sure if I was looking at a man or a god. Uh, I was just stunned and uh, overwhelmed with feelings of both uh, envy and uh aspiration is as the person and I said, Are you Jesus? Uh, I said, Hey, who And I said then I said, Are you Jesus? and they said, Yes I am. And I said, I hope you're comfortable with me saying you're very uh and they said, Thank you. Uh, and I said, Come on in, welcome to Subpa. Please close the door behind you And as they close the door and the 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 lights in the uh Subpa it changed from the light from the sun from outside the person he looked a little grittier he looked a little tired but he still had that uh, uh, where I just said Whoa, what would life be like for this person compared to me uh, this person people probably smile when they come in and uh you know a whole thing i went on a whole tent and they said excuse me and I said, oh, okay, why don't you join Sir Pounce and me for a round of mini-golf uh, and tell me what's happening, Jesus. Uh, and they said, okay. And we started to play. In the fir- Now, this was like not everything was working correctly. The first one was a mailbox. You try to roll the ball. And then you make it jump, and then the, the mailbox. If you get it in, it goes down the uh, the pole, holding the mailbox, and you get a hole in one. Also, the flag pops up uh, when you get it in there. It's a cool effect. Uh, it, if you miss, you just drop down to the to, to lower level where the uh, the greens are. I was explaining this uh, to to Jesus, and Jesus said, "Didn't ever play it. It wasn't a popular game, you know." mini golf in my world in the world of noir chardonnay say but we started to play and above our heads the lights flickered and the sun set uh, uh, dust was drifting in and out of the light making it look like a, a precipitation almost and it ended up just like of course uh, this person made a hole in one on the first try and again, I said, Well, oh, by the way, we like you can own the maximum number of shots you could take is five. Uh, and we went on to the next hole. And they said, Do you keep score? So, low, so I did good. The lower scores, the better. And I said, It's part of it is just having fun. Also, you could lie on the grass, you know, that's something too. And so, Pounce likes going in and out of the different features. Uh, the next one was like a pinball game. And again, you had to get it right in the middle to get a zero, to get a hole in one. And I said, "This is based on another game, a pinball, where a ball gets bounced around. Doesn't know where it's going. It Knows it what you like." And Jesus said, "I know how that feels." And I said, "I'm sure it looks like you do." A beautiful, gleaming silver ball. Or a golden ball, you know, if you wanted to, you know, uh, and uh, it goes, I think it's silver though, because it's more reflective. Getting bounced around, all around, uh, but then you say, well, isn't that the point of the game? Another hole in one, this Jesus got, and again, I got a, I actually got a four, so I was doing better myself. Uh, Then we went into one that was kind of boring, like you try to roll it over a fake river, and you could fall into the river, and then you go over, like, a j- j- jumping a broken bridge, I guess is what I'm saying. And if you jump a broken bridge, a covered bridge, a broken bridge into a covered bridge, you get a hole, You could get a hole in one, which Jesus did first. And I said, my, you're pretty good at this golfing. You kind of look like, uh, from my understanding, you, you uh, may look a bit like a golfer, or well, you could, you know... I said, Jesus said, thanks, but I just want to, I thought I was here to get some help. Uh, and I said, yeah, why don't we just lie on the grass instead of playing the game over at this hole, because it has a bit of a long, this is the one with the longest fair, green or fairway or whatever. And I said, also, oh, this one has these mounds, which are good, they're hard to get up and then the ball rolls back down, but they're good for holding your head up. Uh. And so we laid or lied next to each other, Jesus and I. Sapountz so patrolling around us, uh, studying Jesus. And I said, even Pounce so is checking out this Jesus. And I said, why don't you tell me? He said, it's strange, you know. Looking at you, you'd you think uh, I'd think. Uh, look at how easy Jesus uh, took up a golf and you just hit all those holes in one—a natural. But then I see a look in your, you know, between your uh, forehead and your your actual eyes. uh, Something happening there in your brow that tells me you're not quite sure if you're even good at it or not. And you're not having fun at all. And you wish you were somewhere else where you don't wish you would be. And I said, is that what your forehead is doing? And Jesus said, "Uh, you tell me. And I said, it is what it is doing, uh, and I said, you know, I think, uh, like, uh, that there's, be, the, the, what I've heard is that, uh, that's a place people hold tension, Jesus. And I said, I've learned a technique though, and I got some golf balls and, you know, this was, this is part of my technique, Do, you know, see, uh, of Noir shot? I said, actually, Noir Chardonnay did teach me this, uh. And I got some golf balls, and I showed uh, uh, him how to massage his forehead with the golf balls, Not as comfortable as massaging your back. Uh, but I said, do it gently, and it will release some of that tension in there. And I said, the red ball is particularly good, and the purple ball uh, for for the kind of tension you seem to be experiencing. And he said, what kind of tension? And I said, you're you're in conflict. Uh, you uh. You forgot how, I said, you, you, uh, it's complicated. I said, I don't even understand it myself, uh, to be honest, Jesus. Uh, I said, I, I think this is a very, all you could say is it's a very confusing situation for more than one person, though, I think is where you've turned away. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? And Jesus said, no. And I said, okay, let me explain it to you. And I said, let's walk the course. Let's get up. And we started to walk the course. And I said, let's just imagine that at every hole, you get a hole in one, hole three, hole four, hole five. And here I was getting four, you know, fours and fives, maybe a three, maybe even a hole in one in the one where you're trying to make it look like you're, uh. With the the C L O W N, because that one I seem to be more focused on, and I said, let's just say you play, and then you start to think, uh, you start to think just about getting these holes in one, and maybe you, you, that uh, this helps Subpar stay in business, because they say, look at that man, getting all the holes in one. I want to golf where he golfs, uh, and somehow it becomes this uh, relationship, right? So you come here. You, you hit, you know, you think you're having fun, but you have to keep hitting holes in one. And he said, I'm confused. And I said, well, it's a confusing situation. But here's the thing, Jesus, the whole time you were playing with a boy named Tommen. All that time. And he said, and I forgot. I said, I don't know if you forgot, uh, but you may have been distracted. Distraction upon distraction upon distraction, right? Because you have the situation, which we'll never speak of other than to say that ever again, or even refer to it in any manner, see? Then you have the uh, feelings, but then there's multiple layers of confusion, and then you don't know how to feel about it. Then you have the multiple distractions of feelings about the confusing things, uh, and you could even probably say to yourself occasionally, I don't even know why I'm hitting these balls in the hole. Or, you know, oh boy, I didn't realize that was... Uh, oh boy. Baby, you don't even know why you're putting... Oh, you don't even know why you're playing this game. It's not the Game of Thrones. It's another stra- much straight... Yeah. There was a man who drank a good giant's milk. And I said to myself, what, the, what in the hay? So, Here you find yourself uh, with hole after hole of golf played successfully. And you had a boy next to you, and you never even noticed he was playing with you, watching you, and, you know, and also your feelings, you know, no offense, you can't keep them vibrating all around you. The whole golf place, uh, you know, your handsomeness can't just mask everything. To be, you know, to cut to the chase, and then he smiled at me and threw his hair back, and I forgot for a while what we're talking about. Uh, Cause I said, and then I, then he said, "Hey, let's go look in the mirror, noticing something about you." And we went and looked in the mirror, and he started to show me. Uh, he said, "I think your hair could be like mine." And I said, no, never. And he said, let's go. Would you prefer to practice some? Because he was like, I noticed something about your golf swing, too. And I said, no, no, no. I'd like to, what golf? No, no, no. If I could have this hair. And he said, listen, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't realize, you know, that uh, you were, you know, goes uh, I, I got a. And I said, it's probably something. Beyond apology, you know uh but uh but, but, but are you moving forward in this world, you know, maybe you and I could uh maybe you could teach me about my hair in just that way when you're looking and it looks like your brain is empty, I have that feeling sometimes, but the look on my face uh someone said once said it's ducicle where you even I you know makes me sigh, even though. I have no business sighing. I do. So maybe you could, and he said, I'd like to teach you about those things. Let's go get your hair cut, uh, and I could teach you about flicking your hair. And maybe we could just be friends. And I said, maybe we could just be friends. Uh, and we set off, uh, the two of us, uh, into the night, you know, the dark, you know, the night was hazy now with the heat and the humidity hanging over it, uh, We closed the door on that chapter, and we were, oh, boy, did my, now, I'm not, I don't want to brag here, but you've never, you know, once I was a detective, uh, now I'm a, i am I have great hair, I I didn't realize it, he just said, well, if you just do this, and he even showed me, in a true way, he said, we have the same hair, it's just a matter of styling, and of your self-possession, he's still giving me those lessons, uh. And he said, you you don't have to, he goes, you don't have to think it. You just have to know it. Uh, and then he said, maybe shake it. And I said, okay. So that's an update uh, for now. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, see you at another world of, uh, well, thank you for joining us. on K Pounce Radio, radio of cats and kids and best friends everywhere. Uh, it's time for my prayers. I so got old and new uh, and newer crone uh, sweet sweet crone miller smith barky jester hound dog god it's a your humble servant and now more ways than one you're in some sense an employee or what do they what do you call it what do you call it when you're a ca- camper You're a camper sorry guys it's just so sounds so funny it really makes me sound like uh, I should have uh, like elastic pants, uh, like elastic waistband pants and uh, a sleeping bag, you know, holding a sleeping bag over my shoulder. Uh, I don't know why I have that image either, guys. So don't worry. You know, I, if there's a, well, that's a question, guys. So I didn't even think about this. Crone, sweet, sweet Crone, Miller Smith, Barky, Jester, Hound Dog, God. Uh, is there going to be uh, uniforms at this camp? I don't think there. Usually, you get a T-shirt. Crone, what do you think? Are you going to have like issues on length of shorts? Because sh- shorts nowadays are oh boy, are they short? Uh, not on me. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of short people wear short shorts nowadays. Kron. Okay, well, uh, let me get let me get to the point because <laughs> that's you know that's not what I'm good at. But we don't have. Uh, our time together on this audio podcast is short and on, um unless i'm watching you on repeats and so really formalizing our connection here through this summer camp <laughs> where i'll be a camper one of your campers uh i feel like i, I feel like i just uh, w- like i really really feel uh, like at least uh, 30 30 40 50 i mean even you know i, I feel younger Crone. And the rest of you, that wasn't just, just because it was age, it wasn't just directed at Crone. It was just, you're the top of the list. So I, I, believe it or not, I haven't been thinking since the last time we spoke, God. So, you know, nor sometimes uh, that doesn't always happen or praying, uh, but I wanted to talk to you. So, so let's go over our goals because, uh, um, I, I don't know if we have any. Uh, don't and don't think I'm reviewing things because I don't don't have anything. So our goal is to have a summer camp, uh, where yearly I would have a yearly reason to to. Uh, I don't know what is it. What is it called? Uh, supplicate. You know, being supplicants, remind me spiritual connection. You're right. Uh, spiritual growth. Uh, like a, a yearly reminder that uh, all my spiritual progress. Why? I may be in a good mood today. I don't know what it is. It's just, uh, I'm infused with your spirits, gods. Jester, are you tickling me or something? Barky, is that you? But anyway, so the goal is to have a summer camp so I can stay connected to you. Because otherwise, uh... You know, it'll be just those humble reminders we call real life. And sometimes those I can say, oh, shoot, shoot, shucks with a lot more uh, sailor-like words instead of saying, thank you, Crone Miller, Smith, Barkey, Chester, for once again humbling me, uh, and reminding me. So summer camp is a way to do that, but fun. You know, you skin your knee and at summer camp, you say, well, let's go to the canteen, but let's uh, rub some dirt in it, uh, go for a swim. Uh, come to the, we don't, I guess we didn't have a, uh, place for that, but we'll, we'll, we'll have that. Don't worry. Maiden, that's right. We don't have a, i mean, I don't want to, uh, it's just, you, you know, I guess I don't want to put myself, uh, but if I scrape my knee, it really like, uh, like, uh, you know, here's the thing, maiden. I'll work there. You scrape your knee, believe me, I'll be there. are do you prefer, uh, uh, isopropyl or, uh, uh the other stuff uh peroxide uh because i got I got my uh cotton swabs ready cotton swabs at the ready sorry, I got off topic there so oh god so, so we're gonna have a summer camp where we can connect where all the other people, you know people without a the people that also will eventually praise you once they once they catches on i mean maybe not having the most successful t v show They're one of the most successful ones, you know, water cooler television that I I know of hasn't, I don't know if you knew this, but, uh, that's sometimes why I'm a little bit confident is, uh, well, you probably know more than me. How many people are praying in other than me? And I don't, I don't want to get smoted, but, uh, yeah, sorry, guys. I guess I, this is why I do need to be humbled. You're right, Crone. Anyway, guys, the original goal for this conversation since it's our second to last one before summer camp was to think of a commercial because they said, and this is just this is a brainstorming technique. We're not actually going to make a commercial for the summer camp because if the gods old and new are there, who would need you know who would need a commercial, especially if you hit the right price target is this um, because ideally, we'll be going for that uh, like a c- competitive price' Cause like I said a couple of years ago. My cousins told me how much the summer camp we used to go to cost. And I looked at my daughter and I said, I love you, uh, but maybe, like, uh, I just missed the mark. Uh, It was very affordable is what I'm saying. Uh, But so, yeah, we wanted, and we yeah, we want uh, people that don't have the means to get there to be able to do that. But that's not what the commercial's about. Uh, You know, that's in our mission statement that one day it'll be written around year 40 of uh, the summer camp. And then I was thinking about the name, but I prefer the name of the camp come up or organically. Also, I just didn't have a good catchy name, and I didn't want to, like, I think, you know, if one thing I've learned, uh, you gods deserve good names. Uh, you know, Crone, you came, you know, you, you whoever, the first, uh, the Andals or whatever named you. And I think the rest, of, in and the Smith, uh, probably the uh, Andals or the, you know, I don't know. First of their name said, "Hey, Smith. You know the warrior? Oh boy, that warrior! You know, hey, get your own. Hey, warrior, here's some something. Get your own summer camp. You know, uh, you know, we make moon pies at this summer camp, not like the all the we make horseshoes. That's what's forged at our summer camp. So that could be in the commercial. The idea of coming up with a commercial, gods, a television advertisement, is just to help us brainstorm." I don't know if you've done that technique. I don't know if I've done that technique. I should have come up with a commercial for all of you. Maybe then there'd be more people praying in other than just me. And, of course, you, like uh, there's probably other billions of people doing it. Just no one gets a hold of me and says, Scoots, I pray. Well, Barky, no offense to other gods, Barky, you are really popular with the listeners. Like, sometimes listeners contact me in your name. Uh Crone, usually I get messages about, they, they, you know, in your defense, they say, hey, are you? And I say, no, 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 I'm praising the Crone. So the other gods, you deserve all the attention. You, you don't, you deserve more, you you know, you deserve a summer camp with the commercial. And I guess I ate up most of our time for the commercial talking, which of course you wouldn't know that was going to happen anyway, gods. But so it'd just be a summary of the summer camp like bask under the trees, uh, barky, you know, it would, it would probably do that, uh, uh, forge your team building skills, uh, near forge. Also there's a place called old forge, which, uh, we may be able, like, uh, my dad knows somebody who lives there. Uh, but yeah, for, forge forge your team building, forge, uh, a strong, you know, we'd come up with something about self-esteem, kindness, uh, forge bonds that'll last a lifetime. And then you say the name of the camp. Uh, connected to nature, uh, to to trees uh, with something high in the sky, yet roots grounded deep in the earth. Arky. Uh, learn to, to 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 eat well. To prepare food with your community members, and uh, the effort that goes in, you know, to all state something like that, Barky. It's I mean, uh, just sorry, uh, Miller. Uh, this is sounding more and more like uh, there used to be a thing Club Med, I think it was called, or something, where fam like families of means would go. This isn't what we're shooting for, but something like that was uh, the Miller. Uh, eat three squares a day. Uh, and, uh, you, you, like, you know, mill, b- b- bail your own hay, the Miller. And, and I know Miller, uh, you, they, you, this is why it's brainstorming And you know, right, I have a brainstorm, so it's hard for me to brainstorm. So, uh, the crone, uh, learn to respect the wisdom of your elders, uh, take lessons from your past, and use them to gild, gild your future uh, the crone. Uh, establish a vision a vision for what you might want to be uh you know and we if we had like four value like there's 4H camp like uh, Crown Miller Smith Park and Chester I forget what the 4H is uh, horticulture horses uh, ho- I think horses are at least two, two, like four two or three of the 4H's are horses horticulture love 4-H. I'm just not a member and I don't know what the H's are. And I, I know you could reach out to me and let me know, but, uh, uh horticulture because like, I get to meet the four kids from 4-H, uh, at the New York great New York state fair. And I know probably horses isn't one of them, but, uh, just something I associate with, what do you 4-H's horses, horticulture building, horses, and, uh, uh, you know, wh- wholesome fun. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, I just, so Crone, could you uh, keep the four H from smoting me? Just do me a favor, put up anti anti smote thing over me. Um. All apologies. I'm always incorrect. As scoots here. So, um. Oh, but they have four values. I just am not aware of what they are. Is what I was gonna say. Health maybe is one of them. I don't know if happiness would be one. Uh, 'cause Because I don't know if for our camp. You know, we know. We all know. Uh, Gads. You know that. Uh. uh Happiness is in the, you know, the, the sweat on the grindstone in reality, uh, not on the uh, nostalgia you, you bathe yourself in when you think of in design summer camps and nostalgically look to the future in some sense and imagine you're going to, it was anyway, God. So back to the commercial, uh, learn to perform, uh, do, you know, something, something, the performance artist within you clown around and, uh, you know, learn, uh, informed practices at the same time, you know, uh, team building and, uh, you know, the jester. And then maybe for Hound Dog, see, sometimes life, uh, can just be a real drag. Sometimes life takes a turn that's unexpected. You fall down and skin your knee. What's Scooter doing with uh, the maiden? No, no, back to the commercial. Uh, and sometimes you fall down and skin your knee. It's what, What's important is not how many times you get knocked down, but how many times you get back up. I'm God. God. Uh, I think that's it, God. I really ate up a lot of time without, you know, talking to you and prayer, you know, just praying and gen, you know, general praise uh, and check-ins. So, but that would be the g- g- general gist of it. I think the idea, I mean, for the most part, it's like, uh, we just got to put the co-admitment for, for, for next week, last, last week together, guys, on a formal basis. Uh, but thanks for, for hearing me out. Uh, it's always an honor. And, uh, I think that, but I think you get the idea, guys. really, I'm trying to sell you and also a barky. Did you purchase any land or, uh, acquire it by, uh, whatever, uh, uh, eminent rights, uh, but if you're a holy, like, is it your eminence, right? So your eminence rights, uh, instead of eminent domain. I mean, it's all in the domain of your eminence. Uh, am I just mincing my words, Barkey? Uh, but if you actually did acquire any camps, uh, preferably one with a completed maintenance schedule and uh, all that. Uh, in you know, in some some areas, modern amenities would be nice. Especially restrooms. Really you don't we don't want to skimp on that. Okay, Katz, gotcha. it's just me, your humble servant. Uh every day is a treasure. Uh good night. i wanna thank everybody that reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts recently. Uh G R E W S, uh from the UK said amazing. Normally I'm tossing and turning all night, but Scoots slurred words and his tangents are amazing and let me street, sh- sleep straight away. Uh Esram Noved, uh said, uh, yes, always had trouble sleeping as long as you can remember. Friend told me about the spot, life-changing. If I'm not asleep before it even starts, I'm dozing off in like five minutes. Uh, make it your routine. Uh, Olive Cat, uh, bonus episode, thanks for the bonus episode. I love it. Uh, thanks, Olive Cat. Uh, um, M. Bish uh, said, uh, works consistently for bad insomnia. After trying to get a meditation to other sleep podcasts, this is the most effective and unique, uh, loosely structured, meandering narratives and droning voices scoots untie the knot of chronic anxiety and tension that get in the way of sleep. In a way, I can't explain uh, the stories without any ending a hallmark of the podcast, distract your mind uh, just long enough uh, that you become relaxed and drift into sleep. Uh, nothing short of a miracle. Uh, Jess of the BUGS is, uh, says, uh, Don't know how it ends. I've never successfully listened to an entire episode more sopor- soporific uh, than chamomile tea. Legitimate, uh, like the, the 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 son of hypnosis and sleeping beauty. Thanks. Uh, Johnny F says, uh, I mean, it works. I'm bad at sleeping. This podcast helps with the nights where I'm especially bad. Uh, I wish I could tell you what's actually about him. Normally, sleep, though. Uh, uh, B- B- believer Bizzle uh, Hey, this person's a believer. Uh, Sends down one of my favorite podcasts His voice is relaxing and helps take my mind off of things Thanks Perlita P says uh, Thank you, you keep me company, you're brilliant A little bit of wit, always friendly Do you believe in life after love? Uh, thanks for your hard work and perseverance uh, B. Marsh uh, says, took a couple of times listening, but I'm hooked. Pretty good podcast. Thanks for helping me fall asleep. Uh, uh, Blueface Face uh, says, the original snooze cast, except no substitutes. Uh, uh, Hurricane Elisa says, uh, finally able to sleep, dealing with some stuff, and uh, if I'd guess to help me sleep, it's not easy. Uh, uh, Jen, uh, Jen Coco says, uh, thanks for everything. Until a couple of months ago, I had trouble sleeping. Then I found sleep with me. I don't know what I'd do without a Scooter. 97% of the time, I fall asleep. Uh, thanks a lot. Wiffle King, best intro. I can't review, write a review. Best intros ever. Can't write a review about the show because I'm awake <laughs> past the intro. My home and life work schedule is uh, so sporadic. That getting to sleep is a challenge. Uh, you know, It's tough to wind down. After a few hours, I put on Scoots. And no BS, to crash out every single time before a story starts. Uh, Scoots Mellow Tone. Oh, at least I think I'm asleep by then. Maybe it did start. I don't know, and I don't care. Scoots Mellow Tone. Tonin. Mellow Tonin. Huh. See what I did there? It's a lifesaver. Thank you. Easy Wizard, says Alfred F. Uh, is he a hypnotist? I don't know. All I could say is it works. Uh, skeptical at first, but curious. Gave it a shot. And my surprise, I slept like a toddler. I've listened to the podcast every night for the past week. Uh, Bibstas, Bibstagram uh, says, I love, I love reading the bad reviews because they're the reason I, the exact reasons I love the show. Thanks, Bibstagram. Uh, intro song puts me to sleep. Scoots' his voice it dulls my inner voice. Uh, keeps, that keeps me up at night. Now I get excited to get into bed and drown out the day with pointless meanders. Uh, thank you. Soros says, I love this guy, voice is boring, stories uh, hilarious yet boring, great job at rambling, and the tidbits you do catch are always interesting, gives you something to focus on, but still something not important, I started listening when I was having a hard try- time, retrieving. was sleeping when I was traveling, I listen every night, it's the point where I hear his voice, I'm instantly relaxed, I'm at by a 30 minute mark, which is much better than before. Uh, fun with Owen says, uh, so good this podcast puts me to sleep. I used to uh, fall, uh, had trouble falling asleep, and now with your podcast, I can. It took three tries uh, and I loved it. Uh, thank you, Scooter. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks everybody for supporting the show by uh, writing reviews. Uh, sleep With Me actually exists because of listener support. You uh, can uh, support the show directly on Patreon, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron, or by supporting our sponsors. So we keep the show free for everybody. Show also people find out about it by word of mouth. Uh, your, your word of mouth is incredibly powerful. Uh, just let someone know about it uh, and share your honest experience. Uh, Sleepy movies, a Proud Member and Night Vale presents in one podcast. that had three amazing series and an amazing book uh, is uh, it was sleepily titled "Alice Isn't on the Big Farm in the Sky." And if if you like. Uh, if you like a uh, kind of a mystery mixed with a uh, road trip and travel, uh, journey across America, uh, with, uh, you know, edge of mystery, you know, uh, check out Alice Isn't Living on the Big Farm in the Sky, one of my favorite podcasts. We also did a cro- crossover a while back, Alice Isn't, uh. Uh, Alice is in that brunch, uh, I think it was called, but uh, check it out uh, at nightvalpresents.com uh, uh, because you, then you can see the real title. Sleep with Me also a proud member of uh, night, uh, night Vale Presents and PRX. You can see everything they do at PRX.org. There's plenty of other episodes ready to go if you need them. I'm here. Good night. All right, everybody. It's Scoots here talking you in with this month and uh, Sleep With Me Plus uh, audio news. Uh, we got a referral program going. If you want to sign up for that, you can always do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash refer. I'm going to run through all the content we put out, um, this month on sleep with me plus. If you're still waiting to transition on Patreon to sleep with me plus, you got most of this stuff too. And, uh, first I'm going to start with, uh, like the, the podcast, the bonus uh, podcast, uh, and sleep with me plus. And I'm going to go in reverse. So this Saturday, uh, Posty's got a new series that comes out on uh, uh, every other Saturday, just about. And it's called Welcome to Scooterville. And he's re- people are really excited about this. Those are Posty Super Deluxe episodes. Everybody that supports the show gets those in the bonus feed. And they're really fun. They're really cool. And really creative. Uh, some people like listening to him during the day. Some people fall asleep to him. On last Thursday, TNG First Contact Part Two came out for Boar Friends and Boar Besties, and uh, so it was coverage two two a uh, two part coverage in January and February. Bonus episode covering the Star Trek: The Next Generation movie Contact uh, First Contact. Excuse me. Uh, then Saturday. Uh, oh wait, no, I'm I'm scrolling too fast. Sorry, um. Yeah, then Saturday, February 3rd was another posty super deluxe Welcome to Scooterville episode. And uh, yeah, that was all everything in the bonus content feed. I think we got one more bonus. Uh, we got um, some other stuff coming out. All intro, all night episodes. This is for Boar uh, Buds and Boar Besties. Uh, it was Deep Value. And uh, uh, I don't know what the pay- pay- Patreon tiers were anymore. Deep Value and Ultimate Value, or something. So, we had an all intro episode come out February 8th uh, and Big Farm in the Sky PI, all night episodes, uh, the six episodes, six or 13. That was part two, six hours and 18 minutes of Big Farm in the Sky PI. And then, yeah, this week, uh, another all intro episode will come out. Another all-interest episode came out on uh, February January 26th or 28th. I can't read that. Okay, and then the story-only feed and the ad-free feed. On Sleep With Me Plus, you know, the, the story-only episodes and the um, ad-free full episodes come out on the same day. So if you're a story-only listener, you get those on the same day. Or if you're, like, you know, making playlists, um, So let's see, those are two separate podcasts on Sleep With Me Plus, um, but same content, uh, just uh, the story-only versions have no, obviously no ads, no theme music, no uh, jingle music, and no thank yous at the end and no intros, just the story-only portion of the episode. Okay, so Sunday, 1239, Dessert Week, that was Great British Bake Off, episode six. Wednesday was Pup Pup Prodigy, our new series, Multiplex, Episode 1. Uh, February 11th was Wandering Towers, a board game unboxing. There's 1,253 episodes in this feed right now. Um, sorry, I went off topic there. February 7th was uh, Tapestry, which was for v- v- Valentine's Day in the public feed. And that was um, a TNG, re- like, a, like a repeat of a TNG episode 560. February 4th, Roaring Twenties, Great British Baking You Off to Sleep, uh, episode 5, that's season 10, collection 7. Uh, 12.35, January 31st uh, was uh, Notebooks of the Journey into the World of Friends. That was a series review, kind of look at the making of that series. January 28th was uh, Romancing the Stone, Tale of the Tape, in anticipation of Argyle, uh, which you still haven't seen yet. Uh, That was. uh, And then uh, January 24th was Dairy Week, Great British Baking You Off to Sleep, Season 10, Collection 7, Episode 4. You can also see kind of we stick at the same kind of rhythm uh, for the most part of. a kind of random Trending Tuesday-style episode that could be anything, the board game unboxing, tale of the tape, uh, personal essay. Then um, we do uh, the written series. So we finished up Journey into World of Friends. Now we're starting Multiplex. Then a TV show recap uh, with Great British Bake Off. And, uh, yeah, what else? Uh, I think that's everything. Would I record this week? Great question. This ended up being the week of Bring It On, uh, the cheerleading movie from 2000, by, kind of by accident. Well, not even kind of by accident, totally by like, uh, I did an episode I thought was going to be about Crayola Crayons. It ended up kind of I'm trying to imagine if there was a role playing game based on the film that I'd never seen, Bring It On even though I quote the trailer all the time on this podcast, then I watched over two episodes, uh, bring it on, on mute, uh, and like kind of recorded kind of like a TV recap episode. And, um, those, uh, like with, with some kind of like, well, I rented the movie. So Two out of two, two one and a half episodes have good quality close captioning, but then my uh rental ran out when i like I, I broke up the second episode into two parts, so the final uh twenty five minutes of the show of the movie I didn't have the best closed captioning, even though it was mostly action based it was like the championship but yeah I'd never seen i still never saw it's already been brought and but uh, well, I'll, you know, I'll look up the trailer later today just to see, and those will come out, I don't know, right now it's in February, I don't know, those will come out March or April, and those will probably come out as TV recaps, because we're still recovering, honestly, from the strike, and I'm still a little, um, you know, all the Great British Bake Off episodes we recorded before the strike. Uh, and so I'm still easing my way back into figuring out what our future of uh, TV recap style episodes is. So we have some interim content right now as I kind of uh, see what I'm comfortable with uh, and is sustainable for the long term of the podcast. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll go from there. And uh, um, yeah, I think that's it for now. I'm uh, glad you're all here. And uh, if you ever want to support the show directly, Trying to put these at the end of the public episodes, um, just as an experiment so you can kind of get a better idea, still a sleepy voice, but yeah, if you ever want to check out a seven day trial at sleep with me plus, it is a huge way to support all the work that goes into the show and make sure the podcast stays sustainable so that you can, you can rely on it and a ton of other people who can rely on it. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can do that sleep with me podcast.com slash plus, uh, And then let me know what you think uh, or or tell me so I can say thank you. Uh, Thanks so much and good night.